ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Oh, this is a this is a message for the patrons. Oh, sorry, patrons. I spaced there. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends beyond the binary, my patron peeps. Uh, that's a pumped up intro. Thanks, patrons. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it's a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is to create a safe place where you could set aside whatever is keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thoughts, uh, feelings, uh, physical sensations, uh, uh, weather, travel, uh, snoring partners. Oh, those uh, sweet, sweet snoring partners. We love them so, except, uh, you know, they snore. But, but, like, uh, like if I can take your mind off of that. Uh, I was thinking about uh, weather vanes. Uh, I've, had weather va- I've had a weather vane on the brain recently. Or well, I was thinking about squeaky weather vanes. And then I was thinking about weathered weather vanes. Uh, which maybe that's what tonight's story will be about, the weathered weather vane. I don't know why they don't call them wind vanes, other than, like, a weather vane sounds better. But if you had a squeaky... Let me get back to... Let me get to the new listeners first. But, like, uh, I'm going to try to take your mind off of whatever's keeping you awake. Uh, and I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use a lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones, pointless meanders... Uh, tangents, like superfluous stuff, uh, is like, so like similar, stuff like similes, uh, accidental jokes, uh, that's another thing. Uh, let's see, where am I? Um, I'm gonna try to, 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 to keep you company, uh, and distract you as you drift off into dreamland. That's basically what I'm here to do. And if you're new, here's the structure of the show. First a few minutes, uh, less than four minutes ideally, will be business. That's how we keep the podcast free and over 630 archived episodes free. So you have a plethora of uh, stuff to sleep to. And so that'll be first uh, three or four minutes. Then there's an intro, which we've just started. Those are around 12 minutes of me trying to explain the podcast. It's kind of a show within a show. It's monologue-like uh, in the fact that I'm the only one talking. Well, no, but there's like a the cacophony within my uh, brain, uh, but it's still just me. And uh, so the intro is like a show within a show. Like some listeners sleep to the intro. Some listeners skip the intro. Some listeners get ready for bed and get their pets in bed for the intro. And the whole idea of the intro is to make you feel welcome uh, and, and to put you at ease, if you're new, to kind of tr- slowly earn your trust. Uh, so that's the intro. Those are t- around 12 minutes. Uh, then we'll have a story after that. Maybe it'll be about a weathered weather vane, uh, now that I'm thinking about weather vanes. Uh, and then at the end of the show, that's about 45 minutes, and we'll have about a, a few minutes of thank yous at the end. And also, all told, the show is about an hour. And you don't need to listen to any of it. You could listen to two minutes of it, like some listeners do. You could listen to uh, 40 minutes. Uh, you could have it on all night, as some listeners uh, like. Some people don't start listening till they wake up at, like, 2 in the morning. So there's no wrong way to use the show. And you can listen intently, but you don't need to, because uh, I'm just here to keep you company. So if you need company... 
and you need some mild entertainment. I'll be here till the end. Uh, believe me, I'm here for you. But I'm here for you in a way that you don't need to listen either. If you say, well, I'm just going to turn down the volume here to a murmur. I'll be here to murmur and mumble uh, uh, to help you in any way I can. And you're also under no pressure to fall asleep. The show's about an hour, so you have plenty of time uh, to drift off at your leisure. Uh, there's no pressure. This isn't a podcast that should put you to sleep or must put you to sleep. It's a podcast to be here as you fall asleep, to make that transition a little bit easier and to give you something else to think about and listen. Well, not really think about it because there's not a lot of sense in here, but, uh, you know, something to take your mind off of stuff. Uh, and maybe if you become a regular listener, uh, a friend that you can look forward to at bedtime, uh, rambling at a nice, uh, safe distance. Uh, but uh, I'm glad you're here. And yeah, like I said, I've been thinking about, well, I, I don't know why I started thinking about weather veins. I mean, I guess like one day, like, uh, I guess I think people used to say life goals. That was a few years ago, but, uh, I would like to live somewhere like, uh, where there's a weather vein. I don't think I don't see that in my near future. Uh, like, and, and I guess that I, I guess I would have to own the weather vane. Maybe not. I guess you could rent a place that comes with the weather vane. Uh, but, uh, like, I, I guess I'm here to kind of, uh, I don't know. I guess, like, when I think about weather vanes, I think about them kind of spinning with the wind. And I picture them, and sometimes they have nice designs. I guess if I had one, I would prefer one that was weathered, maybe made of some copper or something that could get that whole, like, a green. Is that a patina or patina? Yeah, patina of uh, a green and stuff. Uh, but I guess if there was a squeaky weather vane, I guess that's originally why I started thinking about it. Like, that could keep you up at night. If you're, if you're at, like, so if you have an Airbnb or something, grease your weather vanes. Uh, like, don't do it now. But next time you're at the store, pick up some of that 10 in 1 grease, uh, whatever it's called, oil that you're supposed to use, uh, that you see in everyone's toolkit. I don't think I've ever seen it used. Maybe my dad. I don't think I ever saw my dad use that, but I know he had it everywhere. But that probably is good for a weather vane. I, I, here's the thing. I, I, I've used WD-40 for before. I don't have anything against it. But I think for a weather vane, use that, like, 10-in-1 oil instead. It just feels more, um, I don't know, bucolic. Is it, can, it, can an oil, can a lubricant be bucolic? Is bucolic a word? And... Uh, the bucolic oil. There, there's another story that'll never be told. The oil would say, just leave me down here with the dinosaurs. I just want to stay down here. What the heck? Uh, but anyway, where, where are things going? Well, I was just thinking about weather vanes. Why they're not called wind vanes, but weather vane is a nice word. Uh, isn't there an actor, William Devane or something? He was, on, he was in, in some of the Bad News Bears movies, I think. Uh, okay. I guess like I mean, this podcast I guess can be like sometimes a squeaky weather vane for some people. It might sound good. Like uh, for me, I live in a neighborhood with uh, roosters, and I enjoy their sounds. But I can see how other people would be like, "When's that weather vane going to be?" Uh, like uh, stop squeaking and say, "Okay, well, let me get up there with the grease. I'll grease it up for you, and uh, you won't hear a thing." 
And maybe some person, maybe some person's extra, they get extra, maybe they have more, their hearing's more on the sensory level, so they can even hear it, the churning weather vane. But that'd probably be good. You say, okay, it's getting windy. The weather vane's churning. Uh, when the weather, hey, that sounds like a truism. When the weather vane's churning, uh, the weather will be a turning. That's most boring. That's pretty boring. But, uh, I don't know why it's called a weather vane, though. I guess that's my, I keep coming back to it. If it's just pointing with the wind, is it do anything else? And not that it has to, other than look lovely. Uh, and, but this podcast, I guess, is meant to take your mind off of stuff, uh, to point you in any direction that'll lead you to sleep, uh, and to carry you off into dreamland. In case that there's something like a weather vane that's keeping you awake or thoughts about weather vanes. I think weather vanes, weather vanes, weather vane or weather vanes, uh, weather vanes has the, the right amount of syllables to be in a song, in a, in a hook part of a song. Uh, weather vane, see the difference? Weather vanes, uh, you could just, it's, it feels sing songy. I don't know. But I, what I do know is I'm here to help you. It, this is from, coming from somebody that overthinks everything. And once something gets uh, stuck in my mind, uh, it just keeps turning and turning and turning. And sometimes it can feel a little bit squeaky. And, you know, when you're when it's in your head, you can't have somebody come and put that 10 in one. Is it 10 in one oil? And what, what does 10 in one oil even mean? Uh, like, uh, does it mean there's 10 different kinds of oil in that one tin? Are there 10 kinds of oil? I mean, because the, the 10 in 1 oil was out way before there was like avocado and coconut oil. I think even pre grapeseed oil. So I know those three aren't in there. Or is it like 10 in 1? It can, you can use it for 10 things. Uh, I don't know what they are after door hinges and, uh, weather vanes. I'd have trouble thinking to the other eight. What would the, uh, bike stuff, but, uh, it's a little generalized. Uh, squeaky wheels, I guess they get the grease. So there you go. There's one. Uh, that's three. Uh, I guess like something you'd you'd have to turn, like that you'd you know stu- turny st- stuck turny stuff. Uh, but this would be more. I figure that one's more of like a maintenance thing, where WD forty or a spray is like getting it. You know, like. Uh, it feels like there's always res, because I, I guess I always overspray. What would be the other seven things you'd use a 10 in one for? I mean, I guess outboard motors. It feels like outboard motors are on every, anytime they want to do a 10, they say, oh, marine, yeah, marine usage, like out, outboard motors. And I guess they could sneak in inboard motors. So maybe they could just say marine usage. Uh, that gets us down to six. I guess I'm not a marketing expert either. I mean, I was talking about weather, greasy, squeaky weather vanes. Uh, I think we said that, though. Squeaky wheels. Uh, what are other things that need to be oiled that are irritating? Uh, thanks, thanks. my brain already snuck that one in. Uh, uh, blabby jaws. Uh, I don't think a gre- grease would help my, a 10-in-1 grease wouldn't help my squeaky wheels. Uh, I mean, my wheels are always turning. I don't know, like, okay, children's toys, that could be a general one. Household usage, oh, yeah, like uh, drawers, they probably could use a little oil every once in a while. And cabinets, uh, then you could say, uh, 
It still doesn't get us anywhere close to 10 and 1. Is it 10 and 1? Maybe it's just 5 and 1. If you have, if you, if you own a 5 and 1 oil company, they'll bump it up to 7 and 1. And then if you own a 7 and 1, bump it up to 10. I mean, you'd have to find other things other than what I listed. And I'm not, I'm drawing blanks. Uh, screws, do you ever, yeah, I guess, would a screw go in easier if it had oil on it? It'd probably be hard to screw. Um, yeah, refrigerator, I, I don't, I've never had a squeaky refrigerator. The motor makes a lot, a lot of noise, but, uh, yeah, I'm out, I'm out uh, like, uh, I guess I'm out of usage for 10 and one oil. And that's why I'm here is to keep you company. And I'd posit that maybe you weren't thinking about it. I don't know if that was our most least interesting intro. I don't know. I mean, I think like, uh, I'm going to go to the hardware store and just look. I'm going to say, where's your, uh, grease aisle? Excuse me. Uh, excuse me. Uh, where's the grease aisle? They say, sorry, what are you looking for? Well, I don't like to ask questions. I'm looking for some, uh, some grease, uh, what kind of grease? They said, now we're talking. Now we're having a conversation. As a matter of fact, I'm looking, did you, what, what, how many in one oils do you have? Uh, also, do they have the company contact info on the tin? Because I could reach out to them. I'd say, throw some coconut oil in there and some avocado oil. And, uh, and okay, I'll, I'll wait outside. Thank you so much. Uh, oh, so they won't, they didn't want me, even in the imaginary hardware store in my mind, do they want me to finish the intro out here? So the whole idea of this podcast is to take your mind off whatever's keeping you awake, uh, to keep you company. I've been there sleepless in the deep, dark night, so that's why I want to help. Uh, and that's it. I'm glad you're here. If you're new, give it a few tries. Almost every review says uh, give it a few tries and see, see how it goes. Uh, but I appreciate you trying this podcast out. I work very hard, and I yearn, and I strive to help you fall asleep. Thanks for coming by. Hey, everybody, it's time for, I guess, a trending Twitter Tuesday episode, or we're going to give it a shot here and see what the trends are in the U.S. Uh, and uh, I was thinking about telling you this story I had heard years ago. Uh, once upon a time, you know, oh, oh, the time, uh, once upon a time. Actually, it, wasn't, it was just one time, not that different than right now, when I was drinking a flat uh, cream soda. And I'd been traveling the dusty back roads of, uh, well, I'd been looking for the Misty Mountains and uh, Mountain Mamas, uh, which was like this, supposedly this great uh, restaurant, uh, or something. It was, I don't know, it was on some country road. So I guess, like, I give you a life tip right up front is like, uh, don't uh, start, like, if you think you saw something on one of those food channels, on one of those food shows, you know, that like when you're lying around the house and you say, well, I'll do something in 15 minutes. Let me just see. Uh, I mean, I don't have linear cable, so I don't run into this problem as often as I used to. But you say, well, let me just see uh, what's on the old tube here. I guess they're not, there's no tubes anymore, but they still use, they used to call the TVs the tube. And then there's those food travel shows, which are great. I mean, some of them are really good, and they're really, like, uh, for idle entertainment, or like passing the time or, you know, viewing it while time passes, uh, they can be really enjoyable. And not only that, they can add to your to-do list, uh, which, you know, is always, uh, I don't know if that's always a good thing, but I say, like, sometimes yeah, I watch those shows, and I say, one day, I'm going to eat at that place, uh, I'm going to go there. 
And usually, I think you usually should, like, if you're going to do that, usually do, like, write it down, do some research, plan it out. Uh, what happened to me was uh, I woke one day, and I had found I had some time on my hands, and uh, I had, like, a vague memory of this, uh, like, this place. Uh, I saw the cooking show. I wasn't sure exactly who it is. That might have been... I don't know if it, like, uh, usually everybody is a little bit different, but it was like a team of people, a two, 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 two person team traveling, uh, the highways and the byways. And I guess like, like, I, I didn't like, I would have like, uh, it was almost like I had some sort of CES blackout, uh, like a consumer electronics, uh, like, uh, cause I thought I saw all this on TV. I saw the two of them and they ran, it was like, I think it was called country roads. Uh, and on the premiere episode, they were out on the country road and they were going to this place, uh, Mount Mamas. And it was like, you say, okay, what, what would I eat at Mount Mamas? Uh, biscuits, uh, dumplings, uh, you know, good stuff. I said, Oh boy. And I said, I, I guess I didn't remember watching them eat anything because then I was, I said, ooh, maybe some strawberry short, you know, food. I don't need to list the food here on a sleep podcast. Yeah, but clearly I was uh, smitten with the idea of eating at Mountain Mama's. And also, you know, I had a residual regret from never eating at a, uh, a TV a restaurant featured on a TV show before, like intentionally, like unintentionally, I think I have, where... Someplace I've eaten has been at, like Dinosaur Barbecue, I think it's been featured on those shows. I've eaten there. Uh, sorry, I, can mix, I get mixed up there. Uh, but like, I don't, like, uh, so I lost track of what I was saying. I guess like I was saying, I, was dream, I dreamed about eating at Mountain Mamas, Mountain Mamas. Oh, and then I had residual regret from not eating, like uh, never eating at a show. So I woke up this one day. And so this is, I guess, uh, I was going to put a life tip in there. I guess the life tip would be, um, don't eat it, uh, don't get up and leave to to go on a, um, like a food tour, uh, on a hunch. There it is. That's the life tip number one for 2018. Uh, don't go on a food food tour on a hunch, uh, or a vague, like or vague. I guess a hunch in a vague sense of. Uh, regret don't go on a food tour with a vague sense of regret uh and so i set forth and you know involved a lot of traveling uh but you know to, to get to somewhere where i thought like uh i said well, okay this is a country road that'll take me home you know mount mamas it take take it takes you home i think that was their uh they're saying and i said okay i gotta get to mount mamas holy mackerel i can't wait to to, to uh and he said, maybe I'll just stay, like, I said, maybe I could stay somewhere nearby and stretch it out. I said, okay, Scoot, space yourself, too. And he said, I cannot wait to get to Mountain Mamas. And uh, so I found myself uh, uh, eventually, because, well, here's another, maybe you could learn from my other mistakes. Like, I don't ask a lot of questions. I just do, a lot of times I just do stuff. And this is where being a loner it can be uh, strong and powerful and not great either. Like, like I say, the great, great world we live in uh, it lacks absolutes. Uh, and so, like, uh, you know, of course, I always wish I lived in a world of absolutes. Uh, but uh, uh, let's see. So um, where was it? Like, <laughs> absolutely nowhere, Scoots. Oh, thanks. There we go. So, uh 
Like, I got to somewhere that I thought were, were, was full of country roads. And I had gone to my second choice because I didn't go uh, to the Smoky Mountains because I said, if I go to Smoky Mountains, I just want to go to Dollywood, which I think is in the Smoky Mountains and then the Great Smoky Mountain uh, National Park. Uh, and, of course, all the other sites I don't know about, but those are two things on my list as well. Uh, so I ended up in a second place uh, where with Country Roads. Uh, it was similar, but that wasn't the Smoky Mountains because I said, well, then I won't go to Mountain Mamas. I'll just go straight to Dollywood. And then I'll like, uh, you know, I didn't want to distract myself. And so the downside of being a loner is when you randomly on a whim without really knowing where you're going, go somewhere. And then you don't ask uh, at the airport, at the car rental place, at the gas station where you say, well, I'll find Mountain Mamas. Uh, I saw it on TV. I mean, they they had a, a uh, what are those things called, a convertible, which I didn't have. I had a friggin', you know, like a Yugo or something. I mean, it wasn't. It was that cube car that all the rental places, you see, is this a, what kind of, what, why, why is this rental car so boxy? I mean, I guess the luggage is boxy. But I say, I don't know if I can, what color do you call, do you call this uh, burnt orange? Because uh, I can't really, I don't, you can't picture myself rolling up to Mountain Mamas in this thing. But I didn't say, even say that. I just thought that stuff in my head. I, like, of course, if we rent, I rent a car, that's another, I say, no upgrade. No, I do not want to upgrade. No, I do not, like, no, no. Just give me my, please give me my car. You know, a lot of times they say, okay, we'll just pick from this aisle. I say, no, no, no. What do you think I was, what do you think I'm like, uh, I was born in an era with consumer protections. Like I say, what do you mean? Just pick any car in this row, which row? Because, uh, and they say, well, you just get you, you, any of these cars in this row, just get in it and leave. And then show, and they say, well, but I rented a car, not any car. And they say, what's your game? Uh, and they say, you didn't really even rent from us. You rented on Hotwire. And I say, okay, well, touche, but uh, don't uh, don't try to upgrade me. And they say, just take it. They say, just take that one, the Globe or whatever the heck the car's called, the square one. And I say, okay, good, good. Because, uh, uh, and then I, so I set off. And so no one knew I was looking for Mountain Mamas. I didn't bother to ask. Uh, but the plus side of being a loner is that I do enjoy getting lost, and I've talked about that on the podcast, but would you believe that? I make a sleep podcast when I'm lost half the time, and I enjoy it. Whether I'm lost on the uh, open roads or anywhere. like So if I had someone along with me, especially if it was romantic or even like a, like a, like a new friendship, even a family friend or a long-term friend, I would feel an obligation, you know, uh, to know where I was going and uh, have a plan. But since I'm by myself, I say, well, whatever, man. I feel like uh, it's weird. That's strange. I never noticed, stopped to notice that. Like uh, when I'm lost, I have no anxiety. Uh, when I like uh, when I know where I'm going, oh, boy. Uh, isn't it, is that like a paradox or irony or something? I don't know. Maybe that would be a piece of Wednesday wisdom if you hear this on a Wednesday. And that's the thing, like, uh, can you imagine if it was like, uh, like if I'd said to someone, I guess that would be not be, that would be like the worst, this would be the worst for our state. But, uh, even like the first two years, you say, well, what, like, would you like to join me on a, 
A trip? Well, where are we going? Mountain Mamas. Uh, I always wanted to eat there. Where's Mountain Mamas? It's on a country road somewhere. Uh, like a wine with trees, winding one with some good views. A country road or a county road? I said, well, that's a good question. It may be on a county road, but uh, it may have been on a TV show. Is there a TV show called Country Roads and Country Country Breakfast? Because it wasn't on that one, but uh, it might have been on one like that. Uh, I don't know. Like, uh, like it wasn't on Doughboys, like, but, it, but you know, because I would have remembered that. Uh, but I guess like, if, like, I guess like, uh, I wonder if I could ever go on like to, to Dollywood with the dough, Dollywood with the Doughboys. There's a pitch if anybody's listening. Uh, but I don't know if any of us have the budget for that. I mean, he, he, I wonder if Do- Dolly listens to either Doughboys or Sleep with me. We could get, uh, we, maybe we could get booked there. But anyway, back to this, uh, like, so if I had a date, uh, it, like, uh, that would be weird. Like, it would just be not fun because I say anyone would say, well, do, what, what state is, uh, co- which country, wh- where's this, uh, what else are we going to do? I said, we'll drive around, uh, you know, we'll find other stuff to do. Like, uh, there's probably, you know, we'll look at some wagons and, uh. We'll, well, you know, we'll do stuff in between eating at Mountain Mamas. I was thinking we'd go. You know, breakfast, uh, then dinner, then lunch, and then brunch maybe, or lunch. Uh, I don't know if they do brunch or lunch. Uh, I think maybe with a place like Mount Mamas, it's just better if we split it into three meals. Uh, but over two days, because I don't want to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner there. So we'll do stuff in between. I mean, we like uh, I can't go antiquing, but maybe you could go antiquing and I could make a podcast about antiques or something, or... You could see if there's any theme parks. We could go hiking. Okay, so where this that doesn't sound actually too bad. Really, you'd like to date me? Why? Well, so unfortunately, I'm a part of your brain. Oh, okay. Well, I, oh, okay. Uh, do, well, why, where were you when I was running that car? Because I could have used to. I could have used a second person to kind of figure out that whole. I don't think that person was trying to upgrade us. Yeah, no, they weren't trying to upgrade us. They were trying to like. Uh, yeah, S-C-R-E, like they're trying to, you know, uh, I don't think, I think they were just trying to help you find your car. Well, maybe next time they could help me find a car that's not burnt orange and, uh, like, uh, cubular. Because uh, I don't think, uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. It's just a rental car. I mean, I would have liked the, the, the one they had on the show because it had, like, longhorns, like, uh, steer horns on it, and it was a convertible. Anyway, did you want to go? Did you want to join me? Because uh, I don't think it's a good idea, though. Because uh, like you were just about to ask, I don't know where. I, I'm just going to go there, and so that's why it's better to be like I'm better off on my own. Because uh, then I say, even when I stopped in the Seven Eleven, and I got some snacks, uh, I got a road like actual road soda. Like uh, I didn't ask where. Um, uh, Mountain Mamas was, uh, and I, I, I did like ask the country roads every time I started driving. I said, "Take me home." I'm, I'm like, I'm pretty sure they went around this bend, and then there was the valley, and I thought I had like the like I know it was like in they called it the quad. It wasn't in Quad Cities, uh, but it was the quad something else, and I was pretty sure I was close. Uh, so I just kept driving. 
And I was really like, I, I don't know, I was in the zone, I was listening to podcasts, a lot of podcasts. Uh, but eventually got to the point uh, where I had to find somewhere to sleep. And, and it, luckily, like, uh, that's one of my other good good uh, uh, things with the Internet. I, I said, okay, let me pull over. And I didn't realize it at the time, but I had a cream soda. That, that, that was a soda that I bought. Uh, and I had not put the top back on it. So it was there in my car, uh, and the bubbles were venting away. Like, uh, the carbon dioxide was leaving. And, uh, so anyway, I, I went online and I, like, I was looking at hotels and motels and checking the ratings and their distance. And I found a place to stay. And I pulled in there and I said, okay, Scoots, there's going to be a conversation. So maybe you should find out about mom, mamas now. And they said, okay, you're right. So they were like, I signed in and checked in. And made sure I had access to the internet so I could do podcast work. And I said to myself, uh, like, I was tired, though. I said, good thing I didn't drink any Coke or Diet Coke because I needed a good rest. Uh, and they said, well, what are you in town for? And I said, I was going to eat at that uh, one of that, that famous local place. Uh, and they said something like Billy Jean's or something. And I said, wait a second, there's a place called Bill, like Billy Jean, uh, Billy Jean King. Uh, Billie Jean, the movie, Billie Jean played by uh, Helen Slater, uh, Billie Jean from MJ. And they were saying it as one word, though, like Billie Jean's. And I said, uh, they said, uh, no. And I said, uh, they said, is that where you're? And they said, no, no, it sounds great. So anyway, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm going to go into Mountain Mamas. Uh, and they gave me that look They told me, I like, uh, and they said, Mountain Mamas, I haven't heard of that one. And then they called somebody out from the back. They said, you, 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 Mountain Mamas, you ever heard of a restaurant called Mountain Mamas? Uh, and they said, is that a roadhouse? And I said, uh, possibly. I said, it's on a road, a country road, as a matter of fact. And they were very helpful. They said, no, they said there might be one in Norway. And I said, like, uh, Norway, the Norway, whatever state states were near, or Norway, the country. And because they said that would be interesting, eating in a place called Mountain Mamas in Norway, like, would have Norwegian food or uh, American, like, uh, comfort food. And it ended up as a town called Nor Norway. Or Nor like, I don't know, I, I was trying to have trouble hearing because my ears were, you know, my, like, uh, I was, like, asking so many questions. I felt on edge. And they kept asking for, they said, Mountain Mamas. And they started Googling it. And they said, uh, and then, like, uh, like ended up, they said, there's, like, uh, they said, Mountain Mamas doily shop. And I said, whoa, boy, uh, no. But I said, can you print that out for me? And they said, well, it's like, uh, you know, it's like 850 miles away. I said, okay, well, you won't be going to Mountain Mama's Doily Shop uh, this trip. But they said, oh, no, yeah, we can't find it. They said, Is it, was it like one of those pop-up restaurants? I said, uh, no. I said, no, it seemed like they said they interviewed someone. Uh, and they said her name was not Mountain nor Mama, but, you know, she had named it. And they said they had pictures on the walls. Uh, is a multi-generational, uh, restaurant, uh, and they, and they said, was it on Top Chef? I said, no. 
uh, no, I don't believe so. But, uh, I said, it was on like, uh, and then we went, then this was like 45 minutes. I'm not kidding. They said, well, where'd you see it on? And I said, one of those shows. And we went through all of them. And I said, I only know like the names of, I said, uh, I even get to host some mixed up, uh, but we went through a bunch of shows, even ones I had never heard of. Like, uh. I think there's like a show, like a, like a show with just desserts. And I said, like, uh, is there, like, is there a show like, uh, drive, driving, uh, desserts with Miss Day, driving Miss Daisy to desserts? Uh, and they said, no, no, they, they said the name of it. Uh, and I said, I said, is there's no show called cooking on cooking country roads? Uh, and they said, maybe on PBS, uh, and I said, man, I said, there should be country road cooking. And they said, no, but there's one like that. And I said, okay. And they said, they said, who's on it? And I said, people, some people are a couple of people. And they said, like all these names, they said, I don't know. I don't think so. And they said, this guy, and I said, not guy, I said, not guy Fieri or the guy that uh, like com the competitive dude or the guy with shaved head. Uh, or any of the other hosts. I, I said, I don't know. Uh, and I said, I think one of the Food Network hosts might listen to my podcast. They said, what's your podcast? Uh, and they said, no, no. I said, the new one's going to be called Cruising Country Cooks or something. And then they said, like, too many chefs. I said, no, I'm not that funny. Uh, no, that's definitely not me. That's somebody else that's more, you know, I said, it would be like uh, cruising around the country with chefs. Uh, and they said, well, that's already a show like this. And I said, oh, okay. And they said, would you have a kid version? And I said, what about this? Like, what if I drive around with a chef in the front and I have two kids in the back and they got to make food? And they said, well, they need seatbelts. And I said, okay, what if we, we pretended we were driving, but we were really on a flatbed truck? Uh, and they said, but that wouldn't... And they said, okay, what if it was just regular? And they said, well, it doesn't sound like a good idea. And I said, you're right. Uh, there shouldn't be any cooking, no cooking and driving. Uh, and so I said, so you're saying there's no restaurant in this area called Mountain Mama's? Uh, and they said, no. And I said, I probably should go to bed then. And so I headed to my room and uh, I took a bath because uh, I was like, uh, well, I thought about taking a bath, and then I said, uh, no. Uh, it said I would need, like, a, like two different types of bath bombs, like a pre-bath bomb. Uh, I said that's, like, 100%, 99.9% uh, sterilization. And then, like, something. But, but uh, I did lie in the tub to do some thinking, fully clothed. Uh, and I put my feet up and I sighed and I said, man, and I said, take me home country roads. And I actually fell asleep totally clear headed and sober in a bathtub, uh, somewhere on country road somewhere. And, uh, I had a dream. And the only thing I remember from the dream was like, uh, like, uh, the, uh, these, like I was driving with these chefs, uh, and they were all like telling me that, like they were saying, I said, what are you cooking back there? And each time it would change and they'd say toast. Uh, and they'd say in the back of a car. I said, well, it's probably the safest thing. I said, as long as toaster's not, uh, 
And then I turn back and I'd say, what are you cooking back? I'd say toast. Uh, and I'd say, okay. And then at some point, like, I, and then it was, we were driving the car from the the show that I imagined, like a big honking uh, convertible, you know, steer horn on the front, white, like big white, like uh, not a Cadillac, but one of those cars you say, whoa, boy, that's a boat you're driving. And because it was a dream, like, I just kept saying, well, make the toast of it. Uh, and everybody would laugh hysterically, like I was the host of a show. And he said, maybe that's a, a show that would be like, because avocado toast is so uh, popular. He said, is that trend like uh, breaking out of the West Coast yet? And, and uh, like, uh, he said, well, that could be a show we could just schedule for six episodes. Uh, and they said, it will probably already be canceled. Make the toast of it. I say it could be more than avocado toast, though. And I say whatever the best. But then, like uh, everybody was looking at me because it was still a dream. And I said, "Well, let's just make the toast of it." And everybody laughed. Uh, and everybody was chanting, "Make the toast of it! Make the toast of it! Make the toast of it!" And I woke up. Uh, and you know, and then I like uh, got up, and it was uh, it was morning, and I got I got cleaned up, and. Uh, Went back down, and this was one of these, uh, like, whatever you call it, it's in between a hotel and a motel, but they have uh, they have a breakfast area that comes with your rate, uh, and it's not exactly, like, they have a waffle maker, a cereal, and a couple other things, and toast. So I had some toast, uh, and as I was buttering my toast, I said, make the toast of it, Scoots, make the toast of it. And then I made, like, also, like, a half apple juice, half orange juice uh, with a splash of cranberry. You know, it's toasting my toast in my drink. Uh, I also had about 55 coffees. Uh, then I realized I shouldn't bake. I had to check out a hotel, but I was like, okay, I can't get on the road again until I, uh, like, uh, like uh, use, use the restroom once, uh, like, because I don't want to pee, have to pee when I'm out on the road. Just, you know, TMI, but I just want to. And then I said, okay, well, let's just make the most of it. And instead of the toast of it, maybe that's what that dream was. Uh, so I set out driving, and I was really, really enjoying the country roads. Uh, slow, like it felt like the podcast, slow bends. Uh, and, I, you know, it didn't feel the same as the day before because around every bend I was expecting Mountain Mama's Restaurant and uh, or, like, looking to see what was familiar. But I got to drive through some small towns, and I knew where I was leaving from the next day. So I was like going to make a big loop around the quad states or whatever. And I was uh, pretty grateful. I said, well, I have nowhere to go and nowhere to be until I my flight home the next day. And so I can just enjoy this drive. And actually there's like a, like a hiking path and I got to go out and I got to go for a hike. Uh, and as I went through the hike, it said, uh, like, uh, there was a turn, uh, like, uh, the roads, the paths diverged, but the, the most traveled one said, uh, and I guess I didn't clearly read the sign, with some historical farm, and I said, wait, you could hike to a farm? How cool is that? Uh, so I hiked out to the farm, and uh, it, it took a little while, and it ended up, it was this historical farm, 
uh, out in the country, off, like even off a country road, and it had all this history. I didn't pay attention to it. it did have uh, what it's called reenactors, uh, and uh, that looked interesting. But what caught my eye as soon as I got there was this. Uh, it had a barn and it had a weather vane up top, uh, and it was a. Uh, it just caught my eye as soon as it came out of the woods. Uh, you know, I saw the farm, I saw the historical reenactors and the other people like enjoying the day. And it was a weekend, so it was a good like. And they were doing these performances. There was butter churning. There was something to do with yarn, sheep shearing. I don't know if you monger cheese, but there was some sort of cheese making going on with the cheese monger. So I don't know if they were mongering cheese or the, like a uh, cheese monger was just talking about the cheese. Uh, there was, I mean, I think they, like, this is, sounds funny, but they do cut cheese. I mean, that's a serious thing. But I said to myself, I got to make the toast to this whole thing. And, uh, it was just this, uh, weather vane up there and it was a uh, weathered weather vane. Oh boy, was it weathered and it was spinning in the wind. Uh, it was like a warm day with like updrafts. It wasn't too hot, but it had like this wind that was just keeping the weather vane going. And then maybe the pockets of air would change and it would just stop and then it would go in another direction. And I decided to play a little game with the weather vane, which I like to play with a lot of different things. And you could do this at home. Uh, you can do this on a wouldn't do it on the first 10 dates, but on the 11th date with your dates, uh, you could do it with your pets. Very fun with pets. Uh, children like this. And then weather vanes. This was my first attempt with the weather vane. This was my first actual attempt of uh, intimate connection with the weather vane or any connection. I guess maybe I'm like jumping ahead of myself. Uh, but here's how you play the game with a weather vane, or I'll tell you also examples of playing with a pet, uh, is you ask it a question and then you see what it does. Kind of like a magic eight ball, but you have to do a lot more inference. Uh, so you say, weather vane, uh, are you having a good day? And then it's spin one way or the other way. And you say, okay, like, uh, makes sense that you're not ha Okay, I understand. Uh, so that like uh, so so with a pet if it with a dog one example would be if a dog wags its tail it's a yes uh, if it just stares at you that would be a no or need more information and for a cat I guess you have to like decide if they walk away definitely a no I mean that's an answer in and of itself uh, but you say okay weather rain's having a pretty good day it was spinning really good it was like a spin of joy. And they said, Weathering, have you ever heard of uh, Mountain Mamas? Uh, which is kind of like a, I didn't realize that at the time, it's spelling. And I said, oh, wait, that's really nonspecific. Because uh, Weathering's on top of a barn. Maybe you didn't know I meant apostrophe S, uh, like a possessive Mountain Mamas. And they said, Mountain Mamas could be anything. It could be like a doo-wop group. It could be an acapella group. It could be a rock group. Uh it could be a performer, you know, sketch sketch group of performers. It could be, uh, I said, probably somebody with a washboard and uh, somebody put a hole in the wash tub for bass, a stand-up bass. Uh, and they said, weather vane, did you think I meant Mountain Mama's uh, washboard, washboard uh, country-style band? Uh, weather vane didn't move. Okay, I said, okay. 
said, well, Weathervane, I meant Mountain Mama's restaurant. Uh, have you ever heard of that? Uh, and it moved slowly. And he said, Weathervane, can you read my mind? Uh, and then it like did all this herky. I said, well, that's probably a yes. It did all this like herky jerky moves. Uh, and he said, Weathervane, did you know you're beautiful? And again, it moved like very gently. And I said, you're very weathered. And he said it like suddenly the weather, I don't know if it was the weather vane or the weather or the sunlight it started to pull me out of myself and into the weather vane. And I started to notice, as I said, the pat- patina or whatever of uh, or the way the weathering had gone in this weather vane. And the way the N and the S and then they had this globe uh, underneath uh, the north, south, east, and west. Uh, and it looked like it had raised ridges like where the continents were in the way the copper had, uh, like, uh, whatever they call I don't know what it's called when it turns green and stuff, but uh, it looked like, uh, it just looked amazing. It, looked, it made the sea look like it had currents, and it made the land look like it had trees. And then sitting above it, I hadn't even really studied it, uh, but it was like a swan, like lowering its neck uh, almost to its breast uh, and uh, sweeping out like we're on its side where its wings and then its tail is fanned out behind it. Uh, but then I said, maybe it's not a swan. And I said, Weathervane, are you a swan? And it wasn't. Uh, and I said, Weathervane, are you that one of those birds that dives? uh and then, it's like, I think it, it said, uh, no duh, or something like a weather vane answer. And I said, yeah, I'll never think of the name of you, but, uh, you're, you, you're really lovely. And I just looked at, like, uh, I tried to imagine the weather vane was a real bird, uh, uh colored in this way, uh, this green with, uh, a color I couldn't even identify, like a dark penny, I'd say. Uh, when a penny, instead of turning green uh, or copper, it turns into, like, a well beyond a chocolate brown. And then I started to notice the feathers in her wings and her tails and how there was gray in there in the green. And, uh, like, how it gave even more definition. And then I looked back at the globe and saw how there was gray there. And then I looked at how she was just squeaking as she spun around and uh, how there was, because of where the motion was uh, and there was friction, uh, there was bright copper colors there. And I, I honestly began to forget myself. And I was like, uh, it wasn't hypnotized. Uh, I was mesmerized uh, by this weather vane. Watching it spin in feeling connected to it. And everyone like saying, hey, weather vane, are you feeling hungry? And the weather, like, it, like almost like it was an inside joke that we could speak uh, in a nearly unspoken manner. Like uh, two retirees uh, sitting on a porch with one another. And I mean, I guess like, and this isn't the first time, I mean, let's be honest, this, uh, like I did fall in love with a like a potted plant before.
or in love. I had like a kiss to plant, potted plant before, and uh, like had a semi. It was just a moment, I guess, and I was sharing a moment with this weather vane, but it was a lick deeper than that. Uh, and I said, weather vane, is that like, is that squeak a sign of, because uh, then I said, what, what, I don't know what metal fatigue is, but what if this weather vane, and then I started saying, calling it my weather vane, my sweet weather vane, swanee, even though the weather vane sw- wasn't a swan, I don't believe and I started thinking about this weather vane, and I said, what if that squeak is like a saying, hey, get up here? And I said, weather vane, did you ever hear the podcast where I joked about 10-in-1 oil? And I said, there's got to be some around here, even though this is like a semi-historical farm. And then it ended up they were doing like uh, some big demonstration. I can't even remember. Like the kind that everybody comes, I think like uh, – there was a magician, there was some free something or other. So everybody was gathering on the uh, other side of the farm. And so I said to myself, well, Scoots, you haven't done anything this uh, ridiculous. Like, you, like, I don't know what state we're technically in, in the quad state area. I said, what is it? Is, or is it five? Quadra, what is it? Uh and I said, well, I can always, I said, my car's all the way back uh, at the park, like in the, I said, okay, let's do it. Uh, so I looked around, uh, eventually I found one of those cans of uh, eight and one oil. It didn't have 10 and one oil, but it was eight and one oil. And I put that in my pocket. And then of course I sat, uh, like I didn't sit down, but I like squatted down to tie my shoes and ruined another pair of jeans with eight and one oil. But I said, it's okay. Like, uh. And I put it in my front pocket, uh, and then I found a, a ladder. Uh, and you know, this isn't a, this is like a purely imaginary. So if you're listening, don't do this. Uh, but I lean the ladder up against, and uh, you know, this is another life. Like it was not just on a. I don't know what a gable is. Uh, and but this was like one of those barns. Uh, it had like a stone foundation that was probably four feet off the ground. And barn doors on either side, more like a, like a, not where you'd have like, a, I don't know, where you'd keep like hay and stuff. Uh, and then a pitched roof. Uh, and this was like a white, whitewashed uh, side, like side walls or whatever you call that. And gray, gray tile or gray, like roofing stuff. And then uh, at the center, uh, it, the, the, uh, where the pinnacle of the roof in the exact center was like one of those, uh, little houses that you put a weather vane on top, like where the air for, where the air could flow out of the barn. And it had a little, um, whatever those things are called, vents on all four sides, uh, probably where owls would hang out if there wasn't a squeaky weather vane. And I did, when I finally got up there, I said, did owls used to live up here, but you squeak get on their nerves and the weather vane? And I said, yes. And then I put my hand on the weather vane, and I found it was so much larger than I had expected. And so, like, even though I wasn't holding it, I could feel the solidity of this weather vane. I could feel its uh, thickness in my hands, uh, and I ran my hand uh, across the wings of this weather vane, not in a way, like in a way of appreciation and again of mesmerization, feeling uh, like uh, how the ridges of the, uh, 
the feathers and holding the globe uh, in my hand and running, tracing my finger on the north, south, east, and west, uh, pressing my palm into the pointy parts, uh, uh, spinning it around and then kind of getting an idea where the squeak is and then just greasing the heck out of this weather vane and, and actually then realizing that it was just a little bit off pitch that somehow, um, it, it was like, uh, not pointing straight in the air. It was pointing just a little bit off. And then I pulled up and the weather vane came right off of its weather base, uh, and I saw where there was just a little ridge, uh, like something had gotten caught, like some other rubber gasket that was only on one side. And I cleaned that off and I, I re-greased it. Uh, and I said, I, I think you're heavy enough uh, that you won't blow off. Uh, and then I said, maybe I need a cotter pin. And they said, I'll be right back. And then I looked everywhere uh, and... Uh, uh, eventually I designed my own cotter pin because the good thing about a farm is that, uh, you know, there's so much, uh, like wire, like material from fencing and stuff. So I eventually found some, uh, wire and devised my own cotter pin and sent that through, uh, my weather vane. And I sat up there and I felt the weathering in the weather vane and I didn't just feel it physically. I didn't just uh, see it with my eyes. I was present there for it. Uh, and then I guess uh, I decided that it was going to be a two-way thing. So I said, uh, yeah, you might. I, mean, I said, uh, I, mean, I was up here because I'm like looking. And then somebody started yelling, get off the roof. Uh, and I just gave them a thumbs up. Uh, and I said, I left my overalls at home. Uh, which uh, that one worked for that one time because uh, I think it was just a person not a worker at the farm. And I kind of felt the weather vane and I started to tell it like, geez, yeah, so I'm here looking for a mountain mama's restaurant and the weather vane was such a good listener, such a passive listener that I kept talking. And, and uh, as I talked, I realized, uh, that it was just a dream. Like, as you probably figured out, uh, and I like told it like, yeah, like I just got to, I just headed right out here to find Mount. I said, I don't want to regret, uh, never eating at Mountain Mama's restaurants. And the weather vane kind of like, uh, it just sat there silently. I mean, more or less, it made a swishing sound as if it would spin. And as I spinned it and, uh, I almost felt like a child playing with a new toy uh, after the entire day has gone by and you're a little exhausted and it, then you're just kind of spinning the wheels or, uh, like looking at the uh, nooks and crannies of, uh, I was doing it with this weather vane as it was, I felt like it was listening to me. And then I said, I said to myself, uh, man, it's like, this feels good. And then the weather vane, like, uh, showed me, the, it said, why don't you freaking go to Billy Jean's? Like, that's the famous restaurant around here. It's probably on more than one of these shows. Uh, why don't you just go there? And I said, that's brilliant. I will. And then I carved, like, uh, uh, Scoots loves the weather vane on the, uh, like, just on one of the, um, uh, not on the weather vane itself, on one of the vents, uh, 
wooden vents and uh it just just like light enough that no, no one would notice and then someone right as i'm coming down the ladder somebody was coming i said yeah all checks out uh, your weather vane's fixed uh, i'll be invoicing you and they said what and i held up my finger just like like uh, somebody in the movies and i said and the weather vane was spinning and they said who are you and then I said, I'm from Mountain Mama's uh, weather vane repair shop. Uh, we got called the squeaky weather vane. And the guy said, I don't remember calling anybody. And he said, have you ever heard of metal fatigue? And the, the person got, and I said, well, I said, it's a good thing whoever called me did. Uh, I said, because you got yourself up there. One of the most lovely weather vanes in the Quad State area. They said, I've traveled a lot of country roads, uh, working for Mountain Mamas, uh, and I've never seen, I don't know, I don't even know what its ilk means, but that's a lovely weather vane you have. And it was a pleasure to, uh, be able to, uh, you know, get it back in operation. And they said, wow, it's nice. It's real." and the wind had picked up. And I said, well, my work here is done. And they said, why don't you two put it, put, put this ladder away. I'm going to be off, uh. And I set off, and I hiked back to the car. And I got back in the car, and I drove back uh, towards the entrance of the farm, pulled over on the side of the road. And I had my uh, uh, air-warmed uh, flat cream soda, and I got out of my car. And I got on the roof of my cube-like rental car and sat there and looked across the road, across the fields, uh, and uh, as the late day progressed, uh, sipped my weather, I mean, my, my uh, cream soda, and watched the weather vane. And as the day changed, the weather changed a little bit. Uh, and it felt good on the inside. I don't know how else to describe it. Uh, like, it's strange when you have a connection with, uh, in a non, uh, whatever you call that, purchasing way, uh, with an inanimate object uh, or semi-animate in this case. Uh, but I did, uh, and I didn't even look for the metaphor in there. I just said, Jesus, this is like, uh, nice. And then I set off and I ate at, uh, believe it or not, I, I ate dinner and breakfast, uh, at, uh, Billie Jean's. And I, I like, uh, I'll let you see the TV shows to see what, which Billie Jean it was, uh, and both meals were delightful. And uh, I still dream of that weather vane and having a show, like uh, like a TV show. I'm not sure, still not sure what it would be. Because uh, uh, like, I'm not sure what like food genres start with W. Uh, but that's one of the tales of the time I spent with the weather, weather vane. Uh, good night.